Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HVAC Joy Lab podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Shirk. This podcast focuses on creating more and more conversations about what optimizes life for an HVAC technician. My goal is to produce the most helpful content available for techs, full stop. Today is just going to be you and me. For me, every year, October and November are months that get me thinking about what got accomplished this year and what I want to focus on next year. So today I'm going to give you a framework for thriving, seven areas that are sort of gateways to better living. My hope is that you'll pick one, think about it, make a plan, and thrive more in 2024. Okay, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HVAC Joy Lab podcast. Today, it's just going to be you and me. Um, I wanted to take a few minutes uh, with one of our episodes and give you a framework to think about uh, what you would like to plan to accomplish for yourself next year. Now, when I talk about um, planning, this is the time of year when I do this kind of thinking myself. We're you know, into the end of this being recorded toward the end of 2023, looking into 2024. And I thought I would share with you my framework for uh, areas of your life you may want to take on and say, I want to improve one of these seven areas or more, maybe more than one. Um, it's just kind of your goal for 2024. Okay. Each of these areas enhances your ability to thrive as a technician. So, uh, take it, you know, listen to the ideas, listen to the concepts. Pick the one that seems like it's the most sort of low-hanging fruit for you or the one that gives you the most um, challenge or interest, um, and then start putting together a plan uh, for what you want to do with it in 2024. I'm going to explain what I mean here. The seven areas that are kind of the big seven areas where if everything's right, you thrive in each area are health, security, relationships, engagement at work, accomplishment, delight, and meaning. I'm going to go through them one at a time. And as I go through them, I'm going to give you a little bit of framework for if you say, look, first one is health. If I really want to work on my health next year, what do I do? How do I structure that? Okay. So let's dive in. Number one, health. This is simply having at least enough energy and physical capacity for all aspects of my life. You know, do you find that you, you know, you put in your time, uh, at work, and then that's all you've got. You know, if you have young children, do you have the physical energy to play with them when you get home? Or is it like, I spent it all today at work? Um, even in terms of, of work itself, do you feel like your body is is sort of running out of time? 
I talk to lots of technicians who say, man, John, I don't know. I don't know how my body is going to make it another 20 years. I just don't see it happening. So if you want to work on your health, let me give you a first framework. There are five uh, things you need to pay, pay attention to and have a plan for with your health. And they are your diet, what you eat, your exercise, what you're doing with that, your sleep game plan, your stress management game plan, and then let's call them supplements or prescriptions. What kind of meds, what kind of supplements you're using to enhance your health? Again, we're talking about physical health here. <clears throat> I don't have any specific dietary recommendations. You know, there's a lot of the, it's almost like religion these days when people are talking about being vegan or carnivore or these other things. I don't really believe there's any one of these that's right for every single person. Um, but, you know, you have to have some kind of game plan for where you're going with your eating where you're going with food, uh, including with alcohol. Uh, it's a big issue. We don't talk about it enough. Um, there's a lot of people who are sabotaging their health with alcohol. And, you know, I'm not I'm not Mr. Teetotaler. I, I drink scotch myself. But the reality is that, you know, if diet is something you need to pay attention to for your health, that's the first piece of health. Next is exercise. Let me explain a little bit when we talk about exercise. So I'm about to record a, another podcast with Adam Kuhlman. We're talking about cardio and getting started with cardio, your body has two basic metabolisms. You have an aerobic metabolism and an anaerobic metabolism. Okay. Your aerobic metabolism uses oxygen to create energy. Okay. And it's this sort of uh, first gear metabolism. Second gear is anaerobic and does not use oxygen. So you can imagine in the evolutionary process if you need to have a fight or flight response, your body may need to to go faster for a short period of time uh, in a way that that goes beyond, you know, you're breathing oxygen in. You know, when you exercise, you start breathing heavier. It's because you're using more oxygen. But there's a threshold. If you go after that threshold, you're not using oxygen anymore. And a different chemical thing happens to create energy that doesn't use oxygen. Now, what's relevant about that? Number one. In order to burn fat, you have to burn oxygen, okay? So being able to grow your metabolism in a way that best affects your weight and fat burning means you have to find that zone. Uh, trainers call it zone two, but that zone that's right on the border of those two thresholds, okay? Now, if you do a little searching online, put in your weight, your age, you can usually find a target heart rate that you can, uh, with aerobic exercise, target, and you're getting your optimal um, cardio and metabolism building because as you work out at that threshold, it goes up, right? So the higher that threshold is, the more energy you're burning every day using the part of your metabolism, the metabolic system that also burns fat, okay? So um, in terms of exercise, especially as some of us get older, that's a big one, okay? Um, number three is sleep. Uh, on the list that I gave you. Uh, and if you, if your, your wife tells you, you snore, um, if you have trouble sleeping, if you wake up exhausted, then go get a sleep study um, and get yourself a CPAP machine. I use one myself. Um, it, it makes a world of difference. And I always uh, coach guys, if they're like wanting to address health stuff, start with this one. Cause guess what? It's the easiest one. Why? Because you're doing it when you sleep. 
<laughs> there couldn't be a more um, easy to access health improving first step than to fix sleep because you, you're just sleeping. That's it's no effort. So um, it, it's a very important component of health. A lot of our recovery systems, they don't work if we don't sleep well. Um, take it seriously. It's it's a very it's as big as diet and exercise. Um, number four, stress management. Uh, if you're managing your stress, this is where you know you just have to get realistic with yourself about where is the stress coming from and how do you want to address it. Um, we kind of have two brains. We have a fight or flight brain, and we have our normal thinking brain. And when we're we're bumping into that fight or flight brain a lot during the day. We have hormones like cortisol that kind of slow drip into our system and it causes lots of other health problems. And so finding a way out of uh, constant fireman mode. Now, again, we're in the air conditioning business. So the reality is that there are some, um, you know, alarm sounds, I got to move dynamics that, that just go into being in air conditioning. But you know, if you have chronic issues with your service manager, if you have chronic issues of conflict with somebody else, if there's this on constant ongoing stress, that's a piece of the puzzle. You have to find a way to address it. And then finally, supplements and medications. And this is where if you want to be serious about your health, the actual step one, I said start with sleep, but the actual step one is go to your doctor, have him run a basic blood plant, blood panel, uh, where are your levels? cholesterol, blood pressure. If you need meds to address those, get started there, then go to sleep, add exercise with a view toward diet and manage your stress. And then putting these pieces together, thinking through them individually. If you say, you know what I want to work on next year, John, is my health. Those are the five components, right? Put them together like a puzzle piece or like a, like a puzzle with pieces and you'll have your plan for your health for next year. Now, what I recommend is not things like just say, I want to hit a target weight because you can do a lot of things to improve your health that aren't related to weight loss. Okay. Now, if you're 50 pounds overweight, great. Definitely, you know, take a view toward that. But the way to get there is not raw calorie burn or calorie reduction. Good sleep has a lot to do with being able to lose weight and all these things do. Okay. So I just recommend if you want to do health, those are your five diet, exercise, sleep, stress, and supplements and prescriptions. That's health. Number one, number two area in order to thrive in 2024 is security. Now this is a freedom from fight or flight responses. This is uh, getting the opposite of bad or the, the opposite of um security is feeling the opposite of bad stress. There are good stresses and there are bad stresses. The feeling of security when you're thriving because of security, sometimes people get bored because of security, but they're at the other end of a spectrum. If you find yourself, for example, consistently worried about getting money all the way to the end of the month, am I going to make the rent? Um, if you find yourself with uh, increasing and sometimes crippling personal debt. Um, th there's a lot of reasons people have uh, feelings of insecurity in life. And I don't mean in this case, social insecurity. Uh, I mean, like, am I going to be okay? Am I okay in, in life? You know, am I stable? 
And so um, this is where, you know, a lot of times personal debt is the issue. And you may say, you know what I want to do in 2024? The one thing I want to take on to, to increase how much I thrive is eliminating personal debt. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey on this one. If you go to Dave, or excuse me, RamseySolutions.com, he his basic method, which I'll summarize, but you know, go to him for this because he has many more resources, obviously, than I do. But he says if you if you really want to get rid of debt, start an emergency fund, then go to work paying off all your debt. Um, sell things if you can, pay off your cars, pay off everything but the house. Um after you've done that, save three to months, three three to six months of expenses, uh, so you have a fully funded emergency fund. Then start investing fifteen percent of your income, build a college fund for the kids, pay off the house, and then go get rich. Okay, <laughs> but the idea here is, if this is an area that is a nagging, lagging source of uh, security theft for you emotionally in your life then maybe this is the thing next year that you want to put on the bullseye of the target and say, this is the thing I'm doing next year to improve my life as a technician, increasing the feeling of security. Okay. So we did health with security. Next are relationships. This is having all the love and companionship and isolation time, alone time that you need without excessive sacrifice or compromise. Okay, so how are your relationships doing? Okay, the 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 one relationship that definitely um, affects a lot of technicians is the one they have with their supervisor or service manager. How's that relationship doing? How is your relationship with your spouse doing? You know, do you do you need to make a commitment next year that you're going to take active steps to liven up and enrich your relationship with your spouse? I don't think she will hate that, but you know, this is again, how do I increase the amount of thriving in my life? If it's improving relationships, then deep dive into this. Um, and if it's relationships at home, you know, I think those things are fairly logical. That becomes a priority to get time alone with your wife, to be able to, to just build that relationship together, build out recreational time together. Um, all of those things. Uh, one of the big things that's a, a great relationship builder for a technician is finding a way into having a shared goal where you're both working to contribute to a single outcome. Um, this is what I always coach technicians to do when they're negotiating with their spouse about summertime overtime. And it's very easy to say, well, it's not my fault, babe. This business I'm in, this, it is what it is. Um, but if the overtime pay is going towards something that she is also working toward and it's a shared goal. Now you're in it together and she doesn't feel so abandoned by all that. Okay. Um, if you're working on your relationship with your boss at work, there's, let me just break down that boss relationship for a minute. There's four types of relationships that a technician has with a service manager or a, a supervisor. Okay. One where the authority is not present one where the authority is present, one that's based on a set of rules and the boss is is policing rules, and one that we call market rate, meaning your entire relationship is just based on you getting a check. And if that number is right, you have a relationship. If it's not, you don't, okay? 
Now the the no authority one is where you have the boss who's that's a lot of buddy buddy time. Um, you're kind of on your own to solve your own problems. Uh, a lot of fear of conflict. A lot of weird weird unclear communication to avoid conflict. Okay, the one with the authority present is closest to the ideal version, but only if the person with the authority uses it with two principles. I'm in charge, but you, technician, are more important than me. In any company, whoever is performing the work that gets invoiced is the most important person in the company, always, no matter what. That delivery of service, which then is paid for, is the is the lifeblood of the whole company. None of the rest of it is needed or creates value without that. And any good manager knows that. Okay. So when the authority is present, what that looks like is the, the manager, the supervisor sets a clear expectation, which is about 5% of the job, and then increases whatever level of support they need to give to you, the technician, so you can meet that expectation, which is like 95% of the job. And that's what I mean when I say I'm in charge, I set the expectations, but you're more important than me. So I'm going to do whatever I have to to make you successful. That context is the ultimate optimal manager tech relationship. I mean, the research shows when people measure job satisfaction, that scenario I just described has the highest job satisfaction um, of all the different scenarios in this these four types of relationships. So if you're having to be a manager and you're listening to this and you say, hey, man, I how do I how do I keep my people? Two laws. I'm in charge and you're more important than me. That's the starting point. Now, you're not going to pay someone four dollars an hour in this market and still keep them. So wages still matter. So I'm assuming you're you're keeping up with wages, but you can either do what I'm saying or you can compete for talent with wage wars, which I don't recommend for a lot of reasons. So it doesn't show higher job satisfaction at all. In fact, the reverse, someone goes and gets the highest wage they can find in town. This becomes a job that costs too much to leave because bills increase to match that new wage. And now I'm stuck. And normally if an employer um, is investing in that direction, highest possible wages, Generally speaking, they think now I've done what my job is. The rest of you're on your own for the rest of it. And that creates a less uh, respectful and a less valuable culture to a technician because it's it's become more of a mercenary environment. Okay. So the that's in terms of improving that relationship, that's what you're looking for. Okay. If you have a, a boss who is a I call rules is rules boss, then there's a set of policies. And if you have a market rate relationship, then that's the whole relationship is that wage. So if you want to work on that relationship with your supervisor, find your way into uh, inviting them to use their authority, but in a way that makes you successful and, you know, send them over to my podcast because I talk about this a good bit. And um, part of what I do and I love to do is teach service managers how to do this with technicians. So that's number three relationships. We talked health, security relationships. Number four is engagement. This is routinely engaging in work or tasks with a total focus and a feeling of timelessness, feeling very skilled and knowledgeable. So when we talk about if engagement is where um, you want to go to work to improve the amount of thriving going on in your life, you're basically saying, how do I enjoy this job more? 
Okay. Now this is going to be very technician specific here. Um, I, I see generally two kinds of technicians out there. There are some technicians that uh, they love the technology and other technicians that are really, they're more passionate about and they, they get uh, more excited about people and customer service. Neither one is the right one. Neither one is better. You need both in order to be successful. But one of those is the more engaging one, right? So if you're more technical, you need to take a look at where you work and decide, is this a place where I can keep growing technically or am I going to have an unending boulevard of five-ton split systems from now until the end of time? And if you are thrilled by technology, you should really take a pause and look at what you're selling, what the company is selling, and take a look at the commercial side. Um, the Because of the, the disparity in how many jobs are available, uh, which is many more than the number of techs that are available, almost any tech with a few years of experience can get a job in a commercial company if they want to. And if that's what you thrive on, in particular, I would look for a non-OEM commercial company, meaning... If you work for train, are you going to work on our train products? If you have a company that works on everything, you're going to have a wide variety of opportunities to learn different systems, um, different types of equipment, and so on. And and on top of that, if you if you work for a company that specializes in maintenance more than projects, especially in that context, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to grow technically. Okay, um, so that is what it is. If that's where you want to grow, that's the place you want to thrive more. That's where to, to get started. On the other hand, if what you really love is customer service, then that's a much, it's not that you don't have customer service in a commercial environment, but it's not, you're not as up close and personal with them as you are in a residential environment. And so, and you're not, man, there's just a, there's just a, if you want to be the hero, man, that's a very residential dynamic. And I don't mean that negative. I don't mean that cynically. You want to be the hero. I mean, if you, if there's a people, if there's a family in a hot house and you come in and you, you get that, that air going at 70 degrees, you are the hero and they will tell you, you know, if you do this, you know it. And so if that's what you thrive in, lean into it, think in terms of how do, how do I study how I do this? How do I get better at it? How do I find some YouTube channels that are about HVAC customer service? How do I think through, you know, how do I just keep growing and learning in terms of how to do customer service great. Um, I'll just give you one tip that I, again, I talk about this stuff on other podcast episodes, but um, learn how to, to, from the moment you get to the front door, even before that, if you make a phone call first, to create a closed loop in which the customer is always aware of the status of everything. Now, they don't have to know every single detail of every single thing, but that there's never a time where they're thinking, What's going on? I don't know what's happening right now. Now, if they're in that position, the the saying I, I use is, in the absence of information, people assume the worst, right? So, again, learning that kind of stuff. I, I do a good bit of podcast myself, so one of your resources should be my content. Um, learning how to manage silence and, and data in a conversation is really important. All of these communication dynamics, if you want to become a complete rock star customer service person, uh, the resources are available. And if if you're stuck, 
really for all of this stuff, you can, any of you can reach out to me directly and I'd be happy to interact with you about it and give you some resources or point you in the right direction. But in yourself, most texts, maybe there's a few exceptions, but most texts lean toward one or the other, the technology or the people. And so just become aware of that in yourself and lean into it because as you lean into that, you're going to have greater engagement and greater satisfaction with your work. Okay. Number five is accomplishment. Uh, this is seeing an outcome directly produced by my knowledge, skills, and abilities. This can be work projects or it could be hobby projects. Um, it could be, you, you know, you could be a woodworker and that's where you really feel this and really feel the satisfaction of it, that you, you put your hands on something and you did it. Now, a lot of you are good with your hands already. So you get this from going, walking up to a piece of equipment that's not operating, diagnose it, fix it, and you have this feeling, right? Um, me personally, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm work on the people side of it more, I experienced this actually in the kitchen. Um, I couldn't tell you how much satisfaction I get out of uh, cooking. I live in the deep south in South Louisiana where uh, my wife is Cajun. Uh, we love Cajun food. And I just love to spend three or four hours in the kitchen putting together, a, you know, chicken sauce pecan or a catfish cubion or something like that. And and just the satisfaction of tasting that food and going, wow, I did that with my hands. So how are you doing with accomplishment? Do you feel like you're getting a sense of thriving out of this feeling I'm talking about? Or is it more like... Um, uh, I don't, I'm not feeling any satisfaction there, but I want to, so I could thrive more there. Okay. Um, number six is delight. Now, this is fun and pleasures from very simple to very refined. And the question here is more versus better. More is not better. Better is better. Okay. So when I, I use the word delight here because... Um, it's a very, and I, I've grown myself in this area quite a bit in the last 10 years, but this is where you refine your ability to enjoy things, but not with excess. All right. Now, look, if you drink too much, that's maybe something you need to work on. And if you're at a point where you say, Hey, I don't, um, I, I don't know if I can drink at all at 12 steps. Uh, I also uh, encourage you to go onto uh, YouTube and and search what's called the Sinclair method, uh, which involves taking a, a medication called naltrexone, which the with alcohol or any other um, substance, opiates, any any substance, it short circuits the thrill and pleasure dynamic that that is created when you drink alcohol or other substances. So. There's another method there where David Sinclair teaches at Harvard. He developed this method because it had a more um, uh, biological approach to it than than what he found in the 12 steps. And what it does is it changes your brain over time. So you just don't get satisfaction from alcohol and it doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't have that feeling like, you know, if, if six is good, 12 is better when it comes to beers or scotches or whatever. Okay. Now, the same thing can apply to food. Um, I, I'm going through a nice health uh, renaissance in my life right now. Lost a lot of weight, well over 50 pounds. 
Um, and a good part of that is because I leaned into better food instead of just feeling like big portions is where I'm going to be satisfied. More, more unctuous food, more, um, you know, more flavorful food to where I feel satisfied, not simply by shoveling food in my mouth. Right now, I'm trying to paint the picture here of what do I mean when I say I want to I want to improve in the area of delight. I want to have things in my life, music, art, uh, food, alcohol, um, tobacco, some versions of tobacco. Uh, I want to have things in my life where I develop a nice taste for it. And I, I without going into, you know, crazy expensive stuff i just you know you could decide you really like um movies and you get into it and you want to watch films you want to watch better stuff but it's developing a sense of thriving around a feeling of delight that's not simply driven by excess okay and so you could point that toward almost almost anything frankly um and, and maybe that is the area where you would want to pay some attention to it. And you say, you know what? Next year, I want to develop my taste for better food. I want to, I want to stop guzzling alcohol, but I don't want to stop drinking. I want to start drinking less but better alcohol and enjoying it more. Okay. I'm, you know, maybe, maybe music is a thing for you that you want to listen to better music and more focused, not just playing in a room, but you want to, you want to consume it differently and, and develop a better taste for it, whatever it is, right. It's, it's usually one of your senses involved. It's usually um, some sort of a thrill involved. And usually it's a thing that you can take to excess if it's handled incorrectly. Okay. This, this area is very important. It's very significant that if you want to thrive this can be a dog that bites or it can be a source of real thriving. And so I encourage you to ponder whether this is the one that you want to focus on going into next year where you want to get aligned and get thriving. Okay. Now the last one is meaning. Uh, this is contributing to something greater than myself, lifting a good and just burden. You know, do I want to, you know, I, yeah, I go to work, I do my duty, I, I bring home the money, we pay the bills, you know, but I don't feel any big sense of meaning connected to, to something. Now, this is for some people a religious thing, but it doesn't have to be. It could simply be something that, you know, you um, you want to put on your schedule, go to, you know, find a um, at the YMC or at the, uh, the go to a goodwill or go to, go to some social service agency and say once a month, I want to do home maintenance for uh, an elderly person who needs it and can't afford it. Okay. There you go. Somehow contributing to something greater than yourself, um, lifting a, a burden from someone that is, it's a, it's a good and just thing to do. Okay. This is the seventh area. Now, some people, uh, like I said, get this out of a religious situation, which is fine. If that's if that's where I, I, I'm saying, it just doesn't have to be religious. It it is it is a stance toward an activity. It is saying that I'm contributing to the good of something, 
And other than the meaning I feel, that's not coming back to me. I'm just contributing to something greater than myself, something connecting myself to something that I clearly look at and say, that is more important than I am. And I'm contributing to it. And I get the, my payoff is the meaning I feel when I do it. So that may be the, the thing that you want to get into going into next year. So let me review them again. Health, having at least enough energy and physical capacity for all aspects of my life. Security, freedom from a fight or flight response. Relationships, having all the love and companionship and ISO time I need without excessive sacrifice or compromise. Engagement, routinely engaging in work or tasks with a total focus and a feeling of timelessness, feeling very skilled and knowledgeable. Accomplishment, seeing as outcome directly produced by my knowledge, skills, and abilities, includes both work and creative projects. Delight, fun and pleasures from very simple to very refined, where I'm asking the question, more versus better. And finally, meaning, contributing to something greater than myself, lifting a good and just burden. Okay? Now, what I encourage you not to do, don't try to go for all seven. Um, it's too much, right? Now, maybe over over time, I mean, hopefully over time, you will get to all seven. But of that list, identify the one that jumps out at you the most. And you may say, man, John, that you said what you said about security, that just you just kicked my ass. Good. Or you know what, John? You just that stuff you just said about delight, there's something there. I mean, it, that, you know, that really made my ears perk up. I need to think about that more. Excellent. Do that. Um, or health. You know, with the on the podcast, um, at least half of all the positive responses that I get about the podcast are specifically about the podcast we do on health. So I think this is on a lot of guys' minds. A lot of technicians feel like, and it's not entirely false, that their body is kind of on a ticking clock and it's going to run out faster than, you know, than, than 65 years old. So, you know, getting at the health thing and, and making that your focus. But what I'd want to encourage you to do is pick the one that jumps out at you the most, put your game plan together for what you're going to do with it. Here's what I invite you to do. When you put your plan together, and you get started with it, reach out to me, come be on my podcast, come be on, tell the story, because one of the big values that I want to create with the podcast are just conversations about stuff like this for technicians. There's just not enough conversations about what it, what goes into creating a thriving life for a technician. There's just not enough. It's all practical. I respect all the technical stuff. hundred percent. Um, had on Brett Wetzel that, uh, uh, the advanced refrigeration podcast, fantastic podcast, but listen, you're a whole person. You're not just uh, a brain and hands in a toolbox, right? The, the whole of you should be thriving, especially in the, in the current labor environment. And a lot of the reasons sometimes is just that we don't pay enough attention to that. We're so busy. We got to get up again tomorrow and go to work again. And we don't take pause and put together a game plan for where I want to thrive more. And then as you as you get one of those going and you have it, 
Then you add a second one. Man, I'm on track, I think, with my health. Okay, well, now I'm going to pay off some debt. Great. Or I'm on track with my health. Now I want to add meaning to this thing. Or uh, I'm going to really get at better relationships and enjoying the people around me more. Great. Now when you're there, now I'm going to add health to that. And then I'm going to add security and then delight and so on and so on and so on right? This big seven is the framework. I don't believe there's an eighth. I did a good bit of research into this list. Um, I did quite a bit of reading. There's a, uh, an expert in happiness at Harvard that I read a lot of, took his advice on this. Um, so I think these are the seven. I think this is it. I, I don't think there's an eighth. These are the categories. So, but just pick the one that's for you and put a game plan together and then do reach out to me. Even if you don't want to come on the podcast, do reach out and let me know how it's going. Because uh, as always, this is, I'm doing this for you all. Right. I mean, I, I don't mean that. In a, there's nothing in it for me, but I, the, I, I want this to be a benefit for you guys. So, you know, reach out to me, let me know what worked and what didn't in this thing. And we'll keep refining it. So it becomes the best possible version for you. Cause I want you guys to thrive. All right. So there you go. Get out there and thrive. We'll see you next time. A good life is had at the HVAC Joy Lab.